is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself. Yeah, get into movies. Mitch and Maddie, here are you, mates? G'day. Just brought you in. You're an X-Men guy. We're uh, <laughs> get into movies uh, crew. A little bit of a small crew today, but we're talking about something smaller. It is a trailer review for the Logan teaser trailer, which has dropped uh, overnight by 20th Century Fox. Now, yeah, you are our X-Men aficionado. Um, I try, I try. You don't just purely love everything they do. You have an equal uh, love and hate because you're a true fan. You want good stuff. And Oh, yeah, I'm very objective. I'm yep. very objective. Love Future Past, love Deadpool, but yes. did not like Apocalypse. Apocalypse, not so much. Future yeah. pa- um, First Class, not so much. Yep. Wolverine's other solo films. Yeah, you haven't been a, a fan, fan of the other two Wolverines. So we've just watched the trailer for, uh, for Logan, which... I mean, itself, let's start there. It's pretty... I love the title because when you watch the trailer, it, it's it's a very small feel for a trailer. It's small in scale. It it feels like, like a Clint Eastwood Western yeah. indie film or yep. something like that. Like, aside from a couple of scenes where you see Logan's claws, you wouldn't actually think it's an X-Men film. Well, he hasn't even got the sideburns anymore. No, yeah. no. And it just, it just seems... It's, the music is really haunting. Wait, Johnny Cash? And yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's a cover or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, really, really spooky and mm. eerie and a, a touch of indie film about it. Yep. And, yeah, it looks really interesting. And, I mean, just from a, like a cinematographer's point of view, I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, it looks gorgeous, like, just, yeah. Just the composition of frame and the lighting and all that sort of stuff looks mm. absolutely amazing. Like, it just looks like a complete departure from anything we've seen in mm. um, in X-Men films to date. Yet it is the same director that did um, The Wolverine, the last solo oh, really? film, James Mangold. Yeah. Wow. So he's come back. But yeah, it's a completely different feel. Obviously, they're going for the, uh, in America, the R rating, which they've, uh, they established a couple of months ago, which after Deadpool, it, strangely, well, like Deadpool was the X-Men movie or the superhero movie in general. They just could not get made. No one wanted to touch it. Because if you do go to, I mean, they tried to put him in the first Wolverine film, yeah, completely crap the bed, and um, and then Ryan Reynolds and Co. trying to get this movie made for years and years and years, but the fans are like, if you dare give it to us and it doesn't look right, that's strike one. Strike two is if you give us Deadpool and don't make it R-rated because that's who the character is. And lo and behold, they give it a small budget, $50 million bucks or whatever it was. Uh, a great marketing campaign, which did help as well. But $50 million budget, it is, the, to date, the most successful X-Men film at the box He's office. He's the new golden child. It like... is the return of it. Obviously, X-Men movies, I think the smallest budget before then was probably $100 million for the first film. No, even that, I think, was $150 or yeah, $200 or something like that. Even like... So, like the, the that's the thing. It's like R rated. That works. Sweet. Like and Wolverine makes sense. And it's apparently the last time. I mean, talk to John Farnham. That doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean the last time. And hopefully, Hugh being another Aussie, that'll mean uh, the same sort of thing for him. Because I do love him. I love him in the role. But it looks like you know what? We're going to go out. Let's go out with a bang. And uh, it's just a big not a not a risk, but it's a, a gamble that might be worth taking. Don't put X Men in the title. Don't even put Wolverine in the title. Put in Logan, who even casual X Men fans that go and watch these films probably even forget that his name really is Logan, mm. or that's his adopted name. Um, you know, aside from Wolverine, so. I, I love the the poster that was released a couple of weeks ago, and and I actually got to see this trailer uh, a week ago at the uh, Australian International Movie Convention, and they said, "Look, we're allowing you to watch it, just please be tight lipped." You know, they didn't even take our phones off <laughs> well, as we didn't walked know you'd in. Seen it until right this second. I kept my mouth shut, You've surprisingly, done very well, my friend. And I was really excited to come and talk to you guys about it because it just felt like such a small scale film, and 
yeah, like you, I actually woke up this morning to a message from you. You'd seen it overnight as soon as it dropped, and said it doesn't even look like an X Men film, no, at all. And I think it's it's a not a risk. You said it's a bold move. Yeah, well, I guess I guess the theory is if this is going to be the last time we see Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart in mm. these roles, I guess they're like, well, let's just go for broke. Let's do it. Yeah, and um, see what we you know see what happens. I yeah. guess because Deadpool was such a departure from the previous X-Men films and with such success, they thought, okay, well we can actually take, take some risks here and, mm. and see what comes of it. And they released, or the director, James Magold, he tweeted out or Instagrammed a page, I think page two of the script a few weeks ago, which oh, you can yes, check I out. Yeah, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. You can, uh, you can have a look at that. Uh, when the poster was released, it's in that article. And, there's a couple of F-bombs. I think Wolverine chops some guy's hand off or something. like. This is all to kickstart the film. So they're clearly trying to establish themselves early for the people that go and read this stuff. This is going to be a very different X-Men film. This is going to be a very different Wolverine film. Um, now, they don't establish it in the trailer. You and I are just talking off mic that um, they, they don't say what year it's set, but it's, it's, it's borrowing elements of the whole Old Man Logan thing. Like Clearly, he's getting towards the end of his life and mm-hmm. everyone that he knows no longer around. Um, quite clearly, Hugh Jackman does look older, but he's still Wolverine, so he doesn't look that much older. I do know for a fact, I got told by this at the Australian International Movie Convention, I hope that I'm allowed to say it, uh, it is set 25 years in the future. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, the future part of that film, mm. took place 50 years from 1973 in the in the, in the past yeah. part of Days of Future Past. So that would make sense that it's another sort of 10 or 15 years later. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I think about that, Patrick Stewart never ages. <laughs> like he's he's supposedly looking the same from the first time we ever met him, which was in the not too distant future when it was made in two thousand. So who knows when that was? But then even thinking about him thirty five years after that film yeah. set, or forty years after that film set, he still looks like Patrick Stewart. All he's got's a little bit of Mr. Burns hair. You remember, remember yeah. when Mr. Burns and the Simpsons went crazy and yeah, had yeah, the yeah. long fingernails yeah. and the raggedy hair? <laughs> kind of just giving him that sort of treatment and yeah. they've gone yeah that's that's about as old as you're going to make Patrick Stewart look now they, they they didn't so much sell it they teased it as being a bit of a buddy film uh, with these two characters when they announced that Patrick Stewart was going to be joining uh, Hugh Jackman and seemingly the only X-Men uh, character returning as well well yeah at this point sort of cast wise all we've mm-hmm. really seen is yeah sort of generic group of bad guys and some guy with a metal arm yep um, and then yeah, Xavier, Wolverine, and this little girl who could potentially be mm. who knows. Yeah. But um but yeah, it looks like a very sort of small film which would lend itself to this sort of yeah, this this buddy road trip kind of film. Definitely not a comedy. No, definitely not. Well not from the tone of the trailer. It, no. it it almost looks too depressing for your average superhero movie fan to to want to get really excited about, it, except for the fact that it is um, you know, is Wolverine and like or love the movies, you kinda like the character and Hugh as him. But I think the the first questions that were raised about Patrick Stewart are more specifically Professor X being in this movie. It's like, well, what's he going to do on the road with Wolverine? Like Wolverine's out there. He's chopping down people. He's fighting people. There's only so much physical work that Professor X can do. But this trailer shows he's he's at the end of his life as well. He, maybe mentally he's losing it as well. He's losing his powers maybe. Yeah, or... I read something. And again, I don't know how accurate this person's synopsis was given that they, they sort of put the timeline of this film in like 2024, which mm. we know is incorrect. They spoke about Professor Xavier suffering from Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, which would be an interesting, interesting way. Someone with such a, a powerful mind. I mean, the, the premise of Ex- Professor Xavier is he's got such a powerful mind. His body, you know, has given out on him in yeah. terms of in the fact that he's in a wheelchair. So for his mind to sort of give out on him at the end of his life is, is kind of this cruel twist of fate. Yeah, if that's, yeah, yeah. 
if that's the way they go. And it could turn into a bit of a threat for everyone around him. You think if he's losing control of his power and his mind, yeah. that's a mind that can kill other people just by like invading in their, into their own heads. Yeah. So as we've seen in, in the Cerebro scenes and many of the other films, including Apocalypse, he's connected to the rest of the world if he needs to be. And yeah, so it, it could prove something very, very dangerous. So maybe Wolverine really is the only other person that can be around him because mm. of his healing factor. But as we see, there's scars on his back. So it's he's not healing. He's not regenerating the same way that he once was. Um, yeah, I wonder if that, that'll be a, a tie-over from, you know, what happened to him in The Wolverine mm. with, you know, the little bug that was in his heart that he ripped out yep. and his claws getting chopped off, which of course was never sort of touched on in um, Days of Future Past. Mm. And but, does um, Days of Future Past, does that technically render that film? I guess it does. Like the, the events of the Wolverine don't exist anymore because well, I, I feel like Jean Day, never Days died. of Future Past almost sort of the future part of that before they changed the future, he already had his claws back anyway yeah, they, and all that sort of I, yeah, stuff. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's hard to know sort of where they're going to land with that I sort mean, continuity is not something the X-Men franchise yeah. is particularly worried about. What but... did concern me is one of the lines in the trailer where he says, you sort of, what is it? Uh, I forget the actual wording, but it was, you know, mutants are no more or... Yeah, they, they're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. That's a scary thought. Mm. Like, it's... I'm a little concerned on how they're going to sort of do that, given that... You know, Xavier's legacy was, you know, starting this school for gifted youngsters and that will carry and in the comics carries on long after Xavier's mm. died. Um, I think it even gets renamed to the Jean Grey School at, at one point. Yeah, wow. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to, to, to see how they go in terms of how are they going to just say the mutant race has died out? Or yeah. that's a little bit scary for me being the hardcore mutant fan <laughs> I am. Um, and then, of course, we have this this little girl who mm. I guess we're all assuming is going to be X-23. Now, if I barely know what that means. <laughs> Can you, for those who want to, if you don't want to know anything about it, why are you listening to us really go in depth with the trailer? But mm. can you roughly explain what yeah. X-23 is? Well, basically, uh, X-23 is one of those great things, very much like we spoke about in our Suicide Squad chat, very much like Harley Quinn, in that mm. she was actually created in one of the X-Men cartoons, not for the comics. Right, okay. So the idea is, is um, she was actually a clone of Wolverine. They had some of his DNA. They wanted to recreate the Weapon X program. Um, the the cool part of it is, and I don't know how scientifically accurate it is, but the the biological sample they had of Wolverine was damaged. And obviously, if you know a little bit about genetics, is is in terms of, of figuring out your gender, yeah. if you have the XY chromosome, you're a male. If you have the double X chromosome, you're a female. Mm. Well, the way they explained it away is the Y chromosome of this sample was damaged, so they just duplicated the X chromosome. Let me guess. Frog DNA. <laughs> Jurassic Park. They'd already seen it in a movie. Go on. Yep, I figured it out. They found his claw in some amber. And they thought, okay, <laughs> let's get it. Um, so yeah, so they so they clone Wolverine, but they can only clone him in a female. Um, she's the twenty third attempt. That's why it's she's named X twenty three. So she's the twenty third attempt, and she's the first successful attempt at um, at recreating Weapon X. She actually has uh, two claws in her in her fist and one in her foot. So she's still oh. got still got six claws. Yeah, but four in the fists, two in the feet. Um, so you see her like climbing up and all that sort of stuff. And basically she was sort of this trained assassin, um, designed to, to kill Wolverine, mm. but he ends up, she ends up obviously finding out a bit. She's brainwashed. It's very much like, um, X2 when you see Wolverine taking on Lady Deathstrike yep. where it's a, a female version of him, like all that sort of stuff. Um, so that's the sort of core premise behind X-23, who now in the comics is actually the new Wolverine. She actually at a certain point takes on the yellow Wolverine costume. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And is the new Wolverine. Is well, they've got Jane the Foster's the, the new Thor in the comics at the yeah, moment. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
so and obviously it's been set up at the end of uh, X Men Apocalypse. We see the the brief in the end yeah. credit sequence. We see the briefcase. Um, taking samples of, of um, Weapon X, being Wolverine, uh, putting into a briefcase marked Essex. And Essex is, of course, uh, ne- refers to Nathaniel Essex, who's uh, Mr. Sinister, who in the cartoons and comics is normally trying to actually combine Jean Grey and Cyclops' DNA to create the perfect mutant. Mm-hmm. But obviously in this universe, you know, Wolverine is obviously the more important <laughs> one out of everybody. So I guess the inference is that the es- Essex Corporation has, has successfully cloned Wolverine. Yeah. But it's taken them... Well, that sample was picked up in 1984 or whatever it was yeah. at the end of Apocalypse. So it's taken them a while, yep. but they finally got this little girl. So Now, I d- correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that they've actually categorically stated that Mr. Sinister is actually in this film. But because of the Essex uh, connection mm. and a few other cast members that don't have specific characters next to their names um richard e grant the british actor is is in the film now according to imdb he's playing dr xander rice does that name mean anything to everyone thinks that he is mr sinister like that's just a dummy name it's essentially john harrison from star trek into darkness it's all to to fill the fans you're getting to watch the movie and they said look you know other other fans of richard e grant said look an actor of that caliber a great character like Mr. Sinister, how mm. can you not merge the two? Now, you raised the question in the, uh, watching the trailer, the young blonde bloke, a uh, bit of a soldier, he seems to be leading the team that are after yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, kind of looks like he has like a Skynet metal arm, Terminator arm or see, something See, I missed like that. that. I'll have to go back and when have a When he goes up and puts his sunglasses up, you kind oh, of see right. he has this sort of, it literally looks like a Terminator hand okay. that puts up. So it's, I wonder if that could be Richter or... Well, there's uh, an actor, his name's Boyd Holbrook. Um, he's playing a character called Donald Pierce. Now, he's the lead leader in the of the in the film of the group the reavers and they're the one they're essentially oh, at least reavers yeah they're oh, the villains as far that as makes that sense. we know now that so that makes sense with the mu- technology yeah okay right yeah. oh that's good I don't know. Do you remember? Oh, you, did you watch the X Men cartoon much as a kid? Uh, not enough to remember. Oh, there's, anything, there's, yeah. there's an episode or a two part or three part episode with Lady Deathstrike shows up um, right before the Phoenix Saga and and she has some reavers working with her and yeah. their soldiers augmented with like cybernetics and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, okay, that, that, that makes sense to me. And uh, we were talking before about returning characters and how there is very little, uh, if anything, beyond Wolverine and, um, and Professor X. There is one other character that is returning. Again, the continuity in the X-Men films, they're not particularly worried about it, but the character of, is it Caliban? Caliban, yeah, is a, is a Morlock. Right, and he was in... Apocalypse it was. I think he was. Um, he was. He was definitely in it. And I. Th- I think I've only seen the film the once, and you have too. I imagine. I've seen it twice. You have rewatched now. it since it's yeah. come out. Yeah. Um, that was in the room when they found Psylocke. And yeah, Psylocke was working for him. He was right. the one that was... He's the bald guy, yeah? Yeah, the, right. the sort of pale Albino-looking guy. He was the one that was, um, you know, repatriating mm. um, mutants around the world for, yeah. know, for payment, obviously. Because his power is being able to, like, track and locate other mutants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, can, he can sense other mutants. Well, he is in this, in this film. Universe, yeah. oh, okay. Stephen Merchant, the other half of Ricky Gervais, when they've created and written stuff, he's in this film. Everyone's like, what is Stephen Merchant, this yeah. lanky, funny British comedian, going to do in this semi-serious, you know, mutant superhero film. And they released a photo the other day, which again you can check out on uh, getintogeek.com, of Stephen Merchant as uh, Caliban and... Or Caliban, sorry, am I saying that? Uh, I don't think it matters. Potato, potato. Yeah. That's interesting, given that you know that that was in the eighties, and so and he was quite yeah. old looking. Yeah, well, I'm just showing you the photo now. That's Stephen Merchant wow. as him. Now, and I, when I realised that they were bringing this character back, I'm like, who's this? They said he was in Apocalypse, and I clicked mm. on it, and I'm thinking, hang on, guys, I know you don't care about continuity, but you're literally going to have two films within the space of twelve months coming out. 
that feature the same character and you still don't get the same actor to play him? Well, come on. Well, and they're films that are going to be set about 40 years apart. Yeah. If, if it's, so well, if, that's true, I guess. If but... Logan is set, what would you say? 25 years in the future. Yeah. So 20, 30... Well, that's really yeah, okay. That's fair enough, yeah. To 1983 was when... Apocalypse was set, so yeah. there's there's a, there's a good fifty years. Fifty I guess. years, fair enough. Well, again, still I mean, he's looking good for his age. That's what I mean. That's, you know, he wasn't a spring chicken. In if Apocalypse. he doesn't age like Wolverine, if he ages like a normal human, even though he's a mutant, he mm. should be about eighty there. Um, but actually, now now you having said that, that does because my my concern with um this little and like I said, we're assuming it's 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 X twenty three. I think she's credited at the moment as just young mutant girl mm. or something like that. I was like, oh wow! It took the SS Corporation fifty years to to develop Get 23, a client. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, is she twenty, but she still looks ten, given that well, given the that's true. the aging factor, maybe, or it just took them that long to. I didn't even think about the whole aging sample. factor, actually. Yeah, because otherwise they're having a failed attempt every two years. Yeah, you know, like come on, come on, guys, you're better than that. You're mutants. <laughs> come on, come on. The, look, the other thing we have to do before we uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, the international trailer. Now we've got both on getonageek.com. Uh, the uh, th- there's no difference really. Usually when they do an international trailer separate to the American domestic one, they've got maybe thirty percent different footage. Mm, and change a bit of the language, like they do yeah. with Deadpool. They'll take out an f bomb. Yeah, and they like might that. completely set it up as a, a different film. It's sold as a different tone. This is exactly the same trailer that was released to the rest of the world. It's the internet. We've all seen both. But what they classify as the international trailer, they say it includes an R-rated. Um, a tease. Now, if you go and watch it, it's one extra shot at the end. It literally, it's two extra shots, sorry, but it lasts one extra second. Yeah, it's like 12 frames. Yeah, but what do you think? <laughs> like, we haven't seen this before in an X Men film because it hasn't, at least where Wolverine's concerned, because they haven't allowed it because of the rating. But Wolverine, he's at the end of his life. Maybe this young girl that he's become, you know, very infatuated with and feels like he needs to protect mm. her is being threatened, throws the claws out, he's in a hallway, and stabs the guy through the chin. The claws come out the top of his skull, and that's essentially where it cuts to black and the title card comes up. I'm I'm in two minds. In terms of people having... Obviously, people have wanted to see that for such a long time. Uh, Wolverine has, I think, in the first X-Men, when you first see him, one of his first threatens is he, you know, puts his fist up to someone's face, two claws come up either side, and he says, we'll wait for the third one. We finally get to see him actually do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think in terms of, of fan service and just getting to see something cool, we're finally going to get to see that. Yeah. And, and also, just before we continue, there's this, there's that scene in X2 where the um, uh, Strikers men uh, invade the school and Iceman is in the kitchen and a soldier walks in and goes to shoot him. Logan comes up, grabs him, tells him, you picked the wrong place. And kills him up against the fridge and stabs him. Mm. Both uh, both fists go into uh, each side of his chest, into his ribcage. And Wolverine screams out as he stabs this like, guy. At his face. Awesome. It's an amazing moment. And it was, a, it was a great start to a great Wolverine scene of him just going on a rampage. Yeah, that was their quote-unquote Wolverine berserker yeah, scene. Is what before they, yeah, before they went and tried to do it again in the first Wolverine movie where he's chopping down a ladder of CG. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, I still, actually, I still I think, dry retro when I think about it. It's <laughs> so awful. But did, have you seen the extended or the alternate version of that scene on the DVD? No, I don't think They I don't have. cut away to Bobby, Iceman. Because they needed that. Because you go and watch it, and he's just... Boom, pulls it away. And they never cut away. And it made it so much more violent. Mm. Because you don't cut away to some innocent sort of looking. Because then you don't... It's like, oh, you don't get to see the blood. But the thing of that is, is you didn't see the blood. And also, like in the the X2 version, Mm. you don't actually see... Pardon the... (laughs) Pardon the phrasing. You don't see the penetration of the claws. Yeah. It's just he just puts his fists up, yeah, yeah, puts yeah. the claws in, the claws come out, and he pulls his fists away. This is the first time we've seen a claw enter yep. and then leave. Uh, you see the exit wound of it coming out the top of this guy's and head. And it's got blood on it. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so I think obviously that's, you know, so they can get their R rating, you know, so, that, so they can do that mm. sort of stuff. Um, from the nerdy story point of view for me, I think, oh, geez, he's, you know, he's been around Professor Xavier for, you know, 50 years or 40 years. And he's still letting his rage get the best of him. Like <laughs> Professor Xavier's just throwing his hands up and going, "Well, obviously nothing I've taught you over the last." That's why he's losing decades. his mind. He's yeah. like, "Is like I can only help you so much before you have to help yourself." Yeah. And now we're both dying. Thanks a lot. So and and obviously obviously we're only talking about a second of film, but mm. it's like, well, he doesn't look to be in that much dire like kill or be killed situation. They're just standing in a hallway, and he's just you yep. know straight up the neck. So it'd be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Whether that's like I said, visually, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that because it is a nice homage to to the history of Wolverine. But I just hope it plays well contextually in yep. in the actual scene that it's in. And I hope I get used to not seeing him without sideburns for an entire <laughs> movie because presumably he's not just going to reach a point where he shaves because he wants to go back to how he normally looks. He said he looks like Jean Valjean from Les Mis in a suit and has claws. So that'll be different, but it's differently named. It's got a different tone. The trailer sells mm. it as a completely different film than we've ever seen before. Again, we've only seen 105 seconds of this movie so far, but uh, black or white, colour me excited, Manny. Colour me very excited. Cautiously optimistic. Okay, good, hmm. good, and that's probably positive for you coming to the most recent X Men films. So um, yeah, and yeah. given that I haven't really been a fan of of any of the solo Wolverine, mm. I know you liked the Wolverine, of course, and anyone who likes you know except that last... Origins Wolverines a bit. Yeah, don't. Got thank you. Thanks for your there. time. Uh, find um, another show. You enjoyed the Wolverine. I not so except much... for the last twenty minutes. That was yeah. Mm. So I haven't overly enjoyed Wolverine's solo outings mm. as much as I've enjoyed you know the group X Men films. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, but this looks promising. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, well, that uh, is the get into movies uh, wrap of the Logan trailer. Thank you very much for coming in, Maddie, for My a pleasure. brief twenty-two minutes of talking about <laughs> a one hundred and forty-five second trailer. My seat's not even warm yet. <laughs> it feels like we usually we're in here for so much longer, <laughs> which we will be in a couple of days. We are going to see uh, Doctor Strange on Wednesday night, uh, the official premiere of that film, the day before it releases. If you uh, want to keep an eye on our socials, we will let you know how you can win tickets to the Queensland premiere of Doctor Strange which is very exciting. I may have already seen the film, Maddie, so I can tell you, you want to be there. I don't care. Five days before the rest of it. <laughs> sorry. Two and a half weeks before America. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Didn't you say Kevin Feige's not seeing it until Saturday? He's not watching it until the weekend. Yeah. Actually, the world premiere happened as I was watching it, so I was kind of watching it at the same time as what Benedict Cumberbatch was, but <laughs> just on the other side of the planet. Whatever. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the, on our social pages. We can uh, give you away some tickets, and we'll be back around about this time next week with our official review spoilers as well as spoiler free review of Doctor Strange the full Get Into Movies team and we can uh, talk about some uh, more Marvel stuff sounds good it's been a while a long time between drinks that's what we need more Marvel that's really I mean let's just don't start that war again (laughs) getintogeek.com